There are words like freedom, sweet and wonderful to say. On my heartstrings, freedom sings all day, every day. There are words like liberty that almost make me cry. If you had known what I know, you would know why. What's up, everybody? This is J.A. Martinez. This is Big Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast. Podcast episode. episode. Oh, hey, my bad, my bad. I messed it up, Jeff. My bad, bro. It's because it was a new start. It and was, so, and I liked it. Hey, Langston Hughes, man. You know when I was a kid, I distinctly remember Langston Hughes as one of the first poets that I ever remember reading wow. in my entire life. Wow. I remember in grade school, uh, I must have been like writing class or something like that. And I I just remember this this pull toward Langston Hughes. And I remember like maybe writing a short paper on him, but I was in that moment in time I was fascinated. And so as I've been writing more and and trying to figure out the true meaning behind words, I went and purchased a Langston Hughes poem book recently. And oh, you can see wow. this thing, man. This thing is like thick as a Bible, yeah. right? Yep. And so the poem that I just started with was by Langston Hughes, and it was called Words Like Freedom. Wow. Yeah, I mean... Uh, throughout the years, I've read a few of his pieces, and it's just unbelievable. There are some, you know, some poets you read, and especially like you were saying in school, that it's just like, okay, whatever. But, like, he had a purpose with every word he wrote down on paper. Like, and you can feel it. The ands, I mean, like... Every single word. Yeah. Yep. Meaning behind it. And so I opened up with that today, Jeff. Because as we sit here a year removed from the killing of George Floyd, um, somewhat in a somber mood, yet still revitalized and energized by a lot of the conversation that is being had and a lot of the the individuals that are are stepping up and speaking up on behalf of 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 those voices that have gone unheard for so many years so many years yep and so you know how we roll here on beauty and the beast mode we're all about positivity we're about joy we're about laughter we're also about realness and expressing ourselves in vulnerability and transparency and honesty. And so for us not to talk about a moment in time like this would be a complete miss on our part. Absolutely. And so that's why I felt so compelled to use Langston Hughes as the vehicle to kick us off today. Super fitting, brother. Good choice. You know, one of the things is Big Jeff... Before we before we uh, start to uh, uh, unpack some of our own thoughts on this last year and and how we can move forward, um, yo, what's going on on Casa de la Fremen? Uh, 
Every time, people. Every time. This man knows the format. He knows that we're going to open up and then I'm going to say, Jeff, tell me about what's going on Casa de la Fremen. And every single time, I have to stretch this part of the dialogue out so that this man can get some thoughts in his brain about what's going on in his own casa. I wish that we recorded this live on video because the shock and awe on my face right now... I mean, am I just, am I just, you say that every time, just a second away from me saying something, just kidding. (laughs) I probably would have sat there for another minute, but the beauty of that is that we do not script anything on this podcast. We don't, we have an understanding, you know, it's you and I, we have an understanding. We do. You put up with a lot of. A lot of slowness and silence on my behalf. We work together well. And I think the, I think it's magic. It's people. pure and it's natural. It's magic. And it's not planned. You know, it's it's real. Like Yeye said, it's when you when you press play on whatever podcast uh, Say, keep vehicle, going. Put another P word in there. Vehicle that you're <laughs> p- 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 listening to, it is real. And, and, you know, I, I take pride in that. I know that because I listen to plenty of other podcasts that you could tell that they're reading right off of a paper or from a screen, you know. And literally, yes, you're right. I know that we normally Which start off. Which is not off, a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We tried it. If that's what Didn't you like. for us. You know. But, you know what? The reactions and conversations and emotions that everybody will hear on this podcast and has heard in the past, if you listen to past podcasts, it's 100% real emotion and feeling and the whole bit. It's just emotions taking me over. Nice. Bee Gees. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Which, which Bee Gees specifically? <laughs> Barry. Barry? I don't think so, uh, yeah. no. Alan? Was there an Alan in there somewhere? I don't think so. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and, uh, and their last name wasn't BG. <laughs> it was, no. It was, it was Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah. Which BG was it? I think it was Alan BG. Maybe it was Buddy BG. I don't know. That, and how the hell? Why is it BG's? That's a, uh, You should know the answer to that question, Mr. Music Man. And by the way... I watched a very good documentary on the Bee Gees that came out oh, like a I year or so ago. I think I saw ago. that. Oh, was, I mean, I saw the the picture and the caption right. on TV. I hadn't watched it yet, though. It was actually really good. Oh, yeah? What did you learn? What can you share with us? About the Bee Gees that we did not know. I definitely didn't, don't know, and I didn't take away how they named it the Bee Gees. Could I That's have been a Bee Gees sure. with my voice, you think? Absolutely. You got some skills, brother? I believe so, man. Maybe I'll take some, some singing lessons. Yeah, why not? You can teach me, Mr. Mister Sanger Man. Do you want to sing some heavy metal? Ooh, I mean, I think I could pull it off. Do it. Right now? Sing that lyric in heavy metal version. Oh, wow. I did. Well, Jeff, I don't know if you can tell, but I didn't grow up listening to a lot of heavy metal. It's okay. You've heard me do it. Yeah, uh, let's see. 
What I love is that normally you're the one putting me on the spot. Like, go ahead, voiceover guy. Throw in a little voice for us. Uh, let's see. Uh, everybody right now that's listening is waiting to see if Damn I can right pull this are. off. I'm going to try not to disappoint you guys. Here we go. Just back up a little. <laughs> just not coming out it's not it's not everybody he takes his deep breath like he's ready to bust it out and he just starts laughing i i know know i can't why don't we do it next podcast maybe next time okay and and well i mean you could demonstrate for us no no oh now you don't want to do it no 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 you're the one that can actually do it listen my uh my vocal cords okay listen to you you know that somebody hit me up last week and was like how come when you do the podcast, your voice sounds so much higher? And they would talk. I said, give me an example. And it's always something where we're like getting excited about something or laughing about something. Everybody's voice goes higher when they get excited. I guess my voice raises an octave. Uh But I was listening to some stuff, especially like the intro on the last one. Mm -hmm. And bro, I'm like, who the hell is that? Because I was so like giddy, I guess, about Uh doing it. But... And then I was just talking to somebody uh, yesterday on the phone, a doctor's office, and I guess I was just super calm and mellow, and the whole time I was like, uh, yes, my name is um, Jeff, and I'm calling about blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you should be on the radio. And I'm like, thank you, you know, I would You're love like, to funny be. Funny thing, you actually just won $1,000. <laughs> uh, and I... I actually plugged the podcast to oh, this yeah. woman on the phone. I'm like, you could hear more of this voice and my buddy, yay, yay, go to Beauty and the Beast mode, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'll do that. I'll do that. I was like, yeah. They're like, we tried, but yay, yay's laugh is just. Your laugh is infectious, so don't even. I don't know about infectious, bro. Maybe infectious to the ears because people, they might their ears might start bleeding once no. they listen to me laugh. I like love that. it. I when love I hear it. it back, it's I'm just like, oh my God, I cringe. I'm just like, I sound like I'm in The Wizard of Oz. I've been accused by you and others that sometimes I, when... I, I ain't never made no accusations. Sometimes when I laugh, it sounds fake, I guess. When I'm just... Oh, when yeah. I, give I mean, the... I can tell when you... <laughs> When you just pull it out because you're like, I need to get this laugh to help me get to my next thought. You've done that before. That's not true. It's when... Oh, you stop No, when I'm reading this and it says laugh here. (laughs) (laughs) So, so going back to what happened in the house, bro, at this point, I don't remember. Oh my God. But we're past it. How about you? What's up? Um, I mean, bro, it's just me. I mean, I'm just here in my house. That's it. Okay. Like the playoffs, Anything? the NBA playoffs started. Okay. Now I need oh. to back away from the mic on this oh. one. Hey, don't give me that. Don't give me that lip. You're a New Yorker, bro. How can you? Oh, you're talking about the game one. Okay. Okay. I thought you were about to be like, don't you start talking about basketball. No. Oh man. Yeah. So anyways, people, you probably heard me talk about the New York Knicks. I'm super excited that they're in the playoffs after we. like eight seasons. We... Um, however, we lost the first game by two points. It was heartbreaking, it was, but it was another New York Nick Madison Square Garden moment. Trey Young hit this ridiculous shot. 
started talking to the fans because I guess the fans were on him like they used to be on Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan back in the days. But anyways, I'm not going to bore you with that, but I'm super excited that the New York Knicks are in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. sound like I'm in, on New York radio right now. Yeah, you do. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe what Trey Young did? And I can't believe he talked to the crowd like that. You guys don't want to hear all that. You're not here for that. However, that is... <laughs> basketball is a big part of my life. It is. Listen so, to the last podcast, peeps. Oh, yeah, that's right. Listen to the last one and yep. you'll learn more about that. But so that's what's going on. NBA playoffs right now is what's going on for me. What episode was the last one? We don't do We don't take we count anymore. Don't we're in season that. five. That's all I know. We don't do that no more. Yeah, we're in season. We're in, who's talking right now? Is this Jeff or is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, see, look at you making I, fun I of my laugh. I can't even bro. go up that high. No. Look at you making fun of my laugh. I was trying to do the yay yay laugh, but I can't go up that high. Oh, oh. It's a genuine oh, laugh. Oh, oh, I used to be able oh. to do the Simpsons kid laugh. The <laughs> I can't even do that Something anymore. Like that. I was watching, maybe Some it was a TikTok cigarettes. or something. I was a. Do you think that's has that affected your voice in any you way? Son of a bitch! I'm like, don't even say this because he's gonna. Oh, I'm, gonna do I, the, I'm gonna do the. I just heard that you were gonna go somewhere about a TikTok thing, and I'm like, if you say this, he's gonna stop and get on the damn cigarettes. <laughs> I'm not gonna get on the cigarettes, man. Do you? You look fantastic. Um, and I'm not gonna say so to you because you're like, you don't have to do that. But you just did, uh, and thank you. Um, do yes, you feel I, that this did you have well how long have you been smoking cigarettes bro 30 something years so that so puts I'll, you back at so what in your teens 37 years 13 years old I started 13 smoking. years old bro yep <laughs> and your, your APs just let you go out and do whatever huh they're like because because he's an A we're an AP and we can't tell him what to do he can just let him smoke at 13 he's our AC <laughs> Adopted child, <laughs> and we don't really care what he does. No, oh um, my gosh. So I mean, yeah, you don't know if it was the cigarettes or people. They didn't know I was smoking. They, <laughs> they didn't know I was smoking because I would hide them outside the house. Your parents, you would hide. You would put your parents outside the house so you could smoke. Damn right. Oh my gosh. I was like that little kid on Problem Child with John Ritter. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Ritter, Ritter, John Ritter. That Ritter. <laughs> uh Yes, yeah, so cigarettes definitely affected my voice, and I could tell a difference because when I had you can no, I don't, I disagree. You started smoking at thirteen years I'm old. Saying How do you know what your voice was when I quit for however long it was? Six weeks? No, it was like two and a half months, I think. So well, ten weeks. Oh, okay, okay. So, but it's like give me some more credit. Even in that ten week period, though. Like when I would sing in the car, I could hit notes that I couldn't hit when I was smoking. So I know that it definitely does mess up the vocal cords. Give us an example of one of those notes. I just did before when I tried doing the laugh. My voice cracked. I used to be able to do the darkness. The darkness. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. So... In heavy metal music, do you ever go high on notes? Not me. No. When I was in the band that I was in, it was always just like that yelling and deep growl stuff. Was Guns N' Roses heavy metal music? 
Or were they on the borderline of like rock heavy metal? In my eyes, it was rock heavy metal, but okay. they were, and that's the problem with all music is that they have all these different classifications. Now it used to just be rock heavy metal, disco, pop, you know. But now there are like so back then when there was rock and where where there were these categories, these mm-hmm. very distinctive categories, where did Guns and Roses fall? They fell into heavy metal. Oh really? Yep. <laughs> Nice. That was, that was, that that was, was Jeff, the- by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you do it? Can you do it? You were going there. Can you do it? Sha-na-na-na-na. Nope. Oh, you you just didn't finish, bro. Everybody that's listening right now is trying it too. I, I'm, well, at least the people that listen to Guns N' Roses. Going I on. hope so. I'm just going to start Everybody singing Everybody else is like, what the hell are you still listening to these dudes for? So that used to be a show when I was a kid. That was the name of they, the show? They were on TV, the band. Wait, Sha-na-na. I, Oh, that was the name of the group? Yeah, they were like a like a bunch of greasers, you know? Ah, okay. Like John Travolta lookalikes right. in Greece. Right. And they sang like doo-wop. Hmm. And they had a show on TV. I like doo-wop, bro. Yeah, me too. Ooh-ah, ooh Four seasons. Why do fools fall in love? Why do birds sing so gay? Okay, Keep going. I don't know the. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you got the easy part. The bass, the bass just got the easy part. Just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So that part I have no problem in. So started smoking at thirteen. Yep. So back to what you saw on TikTok. What were you? Oh man, what was I? What did I see on TikTok that I was making reference to in our discussion? Wow, we have we've gotten we've that, gone off the rails. I don't know if we've gone off the rails, but we've gotten this far, and I don't even know how long we've just been riffing here. I would say six minutes and thirty-two seconds to eleven minutes and fifty-three seconds. Oh wow! You just looked at. I did not look at anything. (laughs) I'm just pulling it out of my booty. So Jeff, I don't know what I was going to reference on TikTok. Okay. Maybe something about chest voice and head voice. Um, Something probably pertaining to singing. It was probably singing because it was before the cigarette comment. That's right. See, that's right. Told you. That's life. It's actually what. Okay, so Jeff, we listen, folks. We do not have a script. However, if we're taking you behind the fourth wall, which you're already there with us, you always have been. May it, I interrupt you? Well, should, you already did. Should we? You just did. May I continue to interrupt you? The floor is yours. I was just going to say, should we inform our beasties about maybe how... Spit it out, bro. All these other words that you're using to say something that that you just plainly want to say. started outside. You don't even know what I'm about to reference from our conversation outside. Okay, go ahead. The only thing that I was going to say is Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm waiting on you. Spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I was going to say is 
about taking them behind the fourth wall. And yes, we don't have a script. And you normally come to the headquarters and then we say, hey, what do we want to talk about? Correct. And then we'll just kind of give this overarching theme. But we don't really unpack it. We don't really, we don't make notes about it or anything like that. So it's not like we're coming to the mic and and we don't have any kind of thoughts in our mind. We have an overarching idea. Right. Uh, literally just an idea because it's like, hey, do you have any th thoughts about what you'd like to talk about today? You know, like I sent that on my way over. <laughs> and then he, and he got the three dots back. And, <laughs> but, and then normally we just yap out on the stoop out front. And then it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should talk about this. And it's like, you ready? You ready? And we come into. It's like, you ready? You ready? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Then we turn into the Spice Girls. <laughs> so. <laughs> going back to how we opened up this episode. <laughs> What's so I was funny? trying out my fake laugh. <laughs> ah, you son of a gun. We opened up the episode. So that's why we want to talk about uh that's why we want to talk about that today. Is because uh it's right to talk about it. And literally today is the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder. Do you call it an anniversary? It is one year. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be facetious with you or anything. But I'm like, I well, think, how is it an anniversary? I think any momentous thing that happens in the world, whenever it comes upon the twelve months that it's happened is I would consider it an anniversary. And okay. Okay. there are many reasons just for that instance alone. And I would hope that unfortunately every year that goes by that people remember. I mean, I remember seeing Rodney King and I was younger. I, I didn't have an understanding of the world at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And to think that some things have changed and some haven't is, I don't know what kind of thought it is, really. I mean, when we look back in time, right? You talk about early 1900s, right? And when in the early 1900s, uh, George Santayana wrote The Life of Reason in 1905, and he is the one who wrote, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. In one way or another, that quote keeps coming back, and that was written in 1905. That was 1905. Okay. And we're in 2021, and we're still repeating the past. Like, there's something wrong there. There are those who are willing to change, and there are those that aren't willing to change, and there are many reasons why on both sides of the coin. There are a lot of systems. Yeah. 
But since we're on the theme of words, mm-hmm. you you referenced the 1905, and I started with Langston Hughes, and that was in between 1931 and 1940. And there's another one here. It's short. Uh, between the same time frame, 1931 and 1940. And, you know, sometimes you and I, we don't have the words to say. Mostly me, but go on. <laughs> but you notice how I didn't disagree. I, I did notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But sometimes it's important to look back at the words that were used before us. Sure. And so I'm going to give another Langston Hughes piece here and this one's called blind I am blind I cannot see color is no bar to me I know neither black nor white I walk at night yet it seems I see mankind more tortured than the blind can it be that those who know sight are often doomed to woe Or is it that seeing, they never see with the infinite eyes of one like me? Wow. What's your reaction to those words? Powerful. Upsetting. uh, Ignorant. And apathetic. Mm. I remember... And not on his part, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I remember in class in elementary school trying to understand poetry and not understanding poetry for a long time. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, they would add. The teachers would ask, "What are What are they trying to say? What do they mean? What are the metaphors and the analogies?" And I'm. I had no clue, but I was still drawn to it. Right. Right. Just like I was talking about how I was drawn to Langston Hughes. And this when I this was, you know, 30 years ago. Right. So. And I think that a child's mind is quite to a point when reading something or reading comprehension is quite literal. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to find the meaning behind yeah. the words. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And. But don't get me wrong, <clears throat> there were kids way smarter than me that would understand it. Right. You know? And I, I, I've always had the ability to use words. Maybe not fully understanding at the time the impact of those words, but just saying them and writing them because they were on my heart. I remember being chosen to give a speech in elementary school that I wrote about my family growing up in Brooklyn, New York and being surrounded by the things that they were surrounded by, which is still a message that I talk about today. Mm -hmm. But that was for the D.A.R.E. program. And it was in front of an auditorium, the school. Wow. And still being able to use those words, but only knowing what they meant to me and not knowing what they meant to everyone else. Hmm. It wasn't until the last 10 years, maybe, 
that I started truly understanding the power of words. That's huge, brother. And I say that because being able to understand what Langston Hughes was saying in, in his words back in the 40s now, it just hits so much differently. And I think we take for granted some of these words, what you read, what I read. At that point in time, we took them for granted. And I wish that there was a way that people could connect to the past, to the words of the past and understand where those people were coming from and be able to use that as, as an opportunity to look at the world differently. So when, when I think about this or have discussions about this, and by the way, I'm of the mindset that these tough conversations need to be had um, because without them, nothing will change. So to me, what you just said is part of the problem, right? So there are those that have no want or desire to change. And in my heart, I think never will. There are those that can be changed, you know, like look at that movie with uh, Taraji P. Henson and um, what's his name? It was a true story about the, she was fighting for with the- With Tyrese, baby boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> What was, it was a true story and like, he was like sort of a white supremacist and she was fighting. Oh, and for, they came together. I, didn't, I, hadn't, came together. I haven't watched it, but I, rem I know what you're talking right. about. So that's based on a true story. And, and you have people like back then, especially during these segregated times that could see past stuff, you know, and, and bring change. But it's, to me, so, I just don't understand, right? Like, when I look at stuff, whether you're Democrat, Republican, black, white, brown, yellow, in my heart, I think, for those of us who have children, we all want the best for our children, right? No matter what race you are, no matter what gender or which way you vote, you know. And it's not, and I, I, I know where you're, where you want to go. I'm not gonna say I know where you're going. I know where you want to go. And the, I mean, the, that's the crazy part about this, Jeff, is that you read something from 1905. The last one that I read was actually from the forties and fifties. And Change has happened, yes. 
but there's still so much more that you and I can do for for the children now, for the kids now, right? For our kids now. And so the words that we put out there now, I hope that they reach them right now. Not like the words of Langston reaching me right now when I I could have had them 20 years ago. Right. Even 20 years ago, they could have changed my life. Right. You know, the last year has been tough for a lot of reasons and you know the 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 social injustices and and the social climate is is one of the things over the last year that has really been difficult to deal with for a lot of people um and has been eye-opening for a lot of people and the year later it's like how can we be a part of the change how can we make sure that within the immediate future within our lifetimes that this stops so that 50 years from now, somebody's not listening to the podcast of Jeff and Yeye and being like, yo, we're talking about the same shit. Right. Brother, I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, there have been people who have had the power to make change. And I, you know what? I appreciate you saying, I really don't know. Because you could have tried to ramble off on something and been like, we need to do X, Y, Z. But I think there's power in you just being like, I really don't know. Which is also sad for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I really don't. I mean, when I think of people in power who have had the power to make change... And have, you and I have the power to make change. Right. But I mean, let's say lawmakers. Okay. Right. Um, and have made change, but still things remain the same. You know, it. although we have hope and positivity, you sit there and, and say, you know, what can I do? But to not do anything... Is not cannot be. Yeah. Cannot be. Yeah. And no, that's why I say that these tough conversations need to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm trying to think about, you know, you say lawmakers and people in powerful positions right now having the ability to change the world, truly change the world. Mm-hmm. And not leaning into it. And I'm trying to think about whether or not there are people in those positions right now that were around when Langston was around. Right. When Langston was writing these words. Right. And they were around. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm truly trying to think about if there were people in those types of positions that were around when Langston was around. And even if it wasn't Langston, it was the ones that came after him. Right. 
They were around. It was the people, it's the ones right now. They're around. There are a lot of smart people out there, Jeff, smarter than you and I, that will figure it out. I think. And I think that we can't just hope that they do without us doing a part. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like, Which is why. And not just us. I mean, everybody listening right now uh-huh. and like to just assume or hope that somebody else will do their part. No change will happen like that. You know, just like they say, you can't just say, Oh, what's my vote worth? I'm not going to vote. It's just one vote. But one person speaking out or having this difficult conversation with somebody else could lead to two more conversations to lead to four more conversations and so on and so on, you know, but to just throw your hands up and say, I don't know, isn't good enough. Do you remember, or did you talk about this stuff with your folks as a kid? Because, and I'm not trying to make a joke here, but you grew up in a time where there was a lot of division and, you know, unfortunately some of the same things were happening then that are happening now. Do do you have any recollection of having these types of conversations with your folks? Not with my parents, but with my friends. Well, Well, I was being intentional about parents. Yeah. You know, because I, because they, they're the, they're the elders, right? So I remember when Rodney King happened mm-hmm. and I brought it up and I was just beside myself when I saw that footage. And up until that point, like I spoke about police run-ins that I had with my friends and, and beatings that happened that I was a part of by Mm -hmm. the police with my friends. And, uh, so I saw that and I was just like, can you believe this? And to your folks, to my folks. Uh And I remember my father saying, well, what did he do? Mm. And my response, my exact response was, does it matter what he did? Like, look at what, Obviously, if somebody's pointing a gun at somebody, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. right? But I was just like... Still. It, still. Still, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then I remember seeing, and I forget his name, but the truck driver getting ripped out of his truck mm-hmm. and beaten, you know? And then the town going up in flames and, mm-hmm. and just... Oh, yeah. 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 yeah all yeah. of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And oh my god, yes, I remember that. And I just said to my parents, like, what the fuck kind of world is this? Like, mm-hmm. that's so unjust, mm-hmm. you know, what happened to Rodney King. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I can't remember what he said, but my father just like an apathetic answer, you know. And so for us, when it's like, hey, what can we do? And we're like, 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could pick up Langston and share with our kids. Sure. You know, I mean, yep. and I know you talk to your kids about this types of things, but I'm just yep. saying, like, when we say, when we say I don't know, it's like we can still do this now. Sure. Because our kids are still young. Yeah. So it's funny. So after I said, I want to like, I'm not saying this is the answer. Right. You know. Right. So it's funny because after I said I don't know, like, I thought of my kids right away, and so I re. I can't remember if I told this story in the podcast, but it just shows you the difference in mentalities. Yeah, I think we I think we touched on it before. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? You're going to talk about your daughter. My daughter. Dating. Dating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And her friend right, and the whole thing. Right. So it just shows you the difference in mentalities, but. And that was episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. I make sure, like, especially something that's going on in the news like mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. to talk to my kids about it and to tell them how fucked up it is. Yeah. And to tell them that they have power to make change mm-hmm. and not just to sit around and turn a blind eye mm-hmm. and, and this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was never done with my parents and myself. Yeah. They never had yeah. conversations like that with me. Yeah. And I think so. it was different in, in my house household. Uh, you know, my brother's black, you know, um, Puerto Rican. Uh, we had some different encounters with people growing up. And so it's just interesting how the conversation might've been different because I don't know that my parents talked about it to a greater degree than your parents did. But they probably told us something different right. about it, right? You know. And I mean, I remember the. T- I remember seeing it on TV. I remember some of it, some of what the conversation might have centered around, some of the feelings in the house, but I don't remember the specifics, right? Which is probably why a lot of us. And are still in our lifetime or in the position that we're in is either because the words that were chosen at the time weren't the right words. Maybe. Or, Maybe. or at the time we didn't want to hear them. And not, I don't know. Not I in a way where we're like, like where we disagreed, but but I, that... I I don't know because when you said that your parents was like were like um, well what did he do you heard that you remember that true so if there was something there I would hope that we would have remembered it is all I'm saying right I would hope that the words were impactful enough just as impactful as hearing the what did he do right well and it's funny right so that. I remember to a T and it disgusts me, you know, to, and there are a lot of things that happen like that, that I vowed never to do 
mm-hmm. or be like. Yeah, and I'm sure, listen, people, I'm not telling you to go back and, and think about everything that your parents have said, ever said to you and start criticizing no. it. You know, but it is, it, it's an opportunity for us. But it's to, to that point where whether it was something like that in my household or something that happened to me and, and when I was young that shaped me into who I am now, you know, or the mindset that I have now to where I have these conversations with my kids and I have these conversations with my friends and I am not shy about like I, you know, I hate social media, mm-hmm. you know, and I see, well, you, bro, you're the one running Facebook, so you better. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I'm on Facebook though, is uh-huh. to update, you know, but I stay away from like all these keyboard Avengers, you know, mm-hmm. that, that'll just tough guys behind the keyboard spouting mm-hmm. out hate, but I'll have that tough conversation with somebody, right. you know, like I said, I think that that's important. And I was so going somewhere with that. I think that you, where you were going was that Drake was asked a similar question, why he doesn't get involved That's exactly. in, in a lot of this stuff and doesn't talk about it. And his response basically, uh, and I, I mean, I saw a clip of this thing, was that it, it's all in his actions. Mm. Right? It's about what he and the people that he's surrounded by do on the ground. Don't need to say a damn thing. And don't need to say a thing. Mm. But we might, I don't and I'm not saying I agree or disagree mm-hmm. with him. I'm glad he's doing stuff and being about that action. Right. However, it might be the time for words. So it's, it's funny because when you said that, I said, yeah, you know, he lets his actions speak for themselves. But somebody in that position mm-hmm. who has so much power to speak to a younger generation mm-hmm. and even an older generation, your words could only benefit and could be that much more powerful. I wouldn't say only benefit. They, I mean, you could say the wrong thing. <laughs> no. Yes. If we but, did, yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. With you. So something like that makes me wonder if somebody in his position doesn't because are they afraid of backlash that might happen? Or maybe some of those people in those positions didn't hear the words growing up that resonated with them enough to move them to use their words. To think that they need to say something. Right. Right. Well, no, that you said to think that they need to say something. I said to use the words. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah, no, what you're saying is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Hefe. You know, I. We could talk about this. And we will, and we should. Yeah. But in the essence of time. Um. Uh, What is a takeaway for you? Just kind of through this dialogue today. A takeaway is that 
no matter how many times that you may hear or see something that <laughs> go for it yeah <laughs> go for it big jeff um your heart's beating out your chest right now well i don't well I, we don't want that it really <laughs> is but even if you don't feel like you can make a difference you can mm. Period. Yeah. And I could sit there and stumble and mumble to get more of my point across. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Just to t- I just wanted to take away. How about you? More, more reading. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Langston and I'll leave it at that okay ladies and gentlemen I believe that we have come to the point in the podcast here we go here we go he's putting his glasses on ladies and gentlemen he's queuing it up right now the mic is hot the taint the turntables tame turbos <laughs> <laughs> The turntables are ready, ladies and gentlemen. We've come to the point in the episode where Big Jeff leans into the emotion of the episode. <coughs> oh, oh, and boy. gives us in song what he felt. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, prepare your minds, get your car stereos ready. For Jeff's joint. And admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving. We are coming back to that at the end of this episode. Great choice, man. Tell us about it. Bob Dylan, the times they are a-changin'. It was written in the 60s, possibly 1962. I'm not positive. And throughout his career, Bob Dylan has been one to write songs and speak out for injustices and human rights and equality. And so 1962, he writes a song about the times they are a-changing, meaning we're not going to take it anymore and we're not going to put up with the inequality and the foul treatment. And even with that, it still goes on, right? Somebody in his position wrote songs to try to get to the masses to put it on the forefront of people's minds and in the news. Hey, this is real and this is happening. I'm sure that he reached millions of people throughout the years. Tens of millions. So when I said earlier that 
if you don't think that you could be the difference <clears throat> or make a change, just you, one person, just think if Bob Dylan never wrote that song, he never would have reached tens of millions of people. So, man, isn't it amazing how artists can reach people with their words Absolutely. in a different way than other people in power? Yeah. Wow. Jeff, that was a great one, man. That Thank was what, that definitely makes up for Nickelback. <laughs> tenfold, tenfold, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Yeye's Beast Mode Moment. Thank you, Big Jeff. You know, a lot of these Beast Mode moments have been kind of short lately. But today, I need you to strap yourselves in. Going right along with the theme, what we've been discussing and continuing to lean into Langston. I like that. Lean into Langston. That, that's a good... Oof. I do like that. That's a good one. And this is called Let America Be America Again. Let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plane seeking a home where he himself is free. America was never America to me. Let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed. Let it be that great strong land of love where never kings connive nor tyrants scheme that any man be crushed by one above. It was never America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. There's never been equality for me nor freedom in this homeland of the free. Say, who are you that mumbles in the dark? And who are you that draws your veil across the stars? I am the poor white fooled and pushed apart. I am the Negro bearing slavery scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant clutching the hope I seek and finding only the same old stupid plan of dog eat dog, of mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope, tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain, of grab the land, of grab the gold, of grab the ways of satisfying need, of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed. I am the farmer, Bondsman to the soil. I am the worker sold to the machine. I am the Negro servant to you all. I am the people. Humble, hungry, mean. Hungry yet today despite the dream. Beaten yet today. Oh pioneers. I am the man who never got ahead. The poorest worker bartered through the years. Yet I'm the one who dreamt our basic dream. In that old world, why still a surf of kings? Who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true, that even yet its mighty daring sings, and every brick and stone, and every furrow turned, that's made America the land it has become. 
Oh, I'm the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be my home. For I'm the one who left dark Ireland's shore and Poland's plain and England's grassy lay. And torn from black Africa's strand, I came to build a homeland of the free, the free. Who said the free? Not me. Surely not me. The millions on relief today, the millions shot down when strike, the millions who have nothing for our pay, for all the dreams we've dreamed and all the songs we've sung and all the hopes we've held and all the flags we've hung, the millions who have nothing for our pay except the dream that's almost dead today. Oh, let America be America again, the land that has that never has been yet, and yet must be, the land where every man is free, the land that's mine, the poor man's, Indians, Negroes, me, who made America, whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain, must bring back our mighty dream again, sure, Call me an ugly name you choose. The steel of freedom does not stain from those who live like leeches on the people's lives. We must take back our land again. America? Oh yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me. And yet I swear this oath to be, America will be. Out of the rack and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of graft and stealth and lies, we, the people, must redeem the land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains, and the endless plain. All, all the stretch of these great green states and make America again. That was Langston. Langston, let America be America again. That is your beast mode moment. Can you? Uh, I don't want to. Just let it speak for itself. The words. Gotcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast. Thanks so much. Talk to y'all next time. Peace. This is Big Jeff. This is Yay Yay. See ya. <laughs>